The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, I encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts. And if you would like to be the next big podcast star yourself, we can produce your show for you out of our Westwood Mass studios or remotely. We do a ton of them remote, remotely. We will send out a microphone to you. It's pod617.com is where you go to get started. The Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. End of plug. First, I want to welcome my sidekick and colleague, Paula Constance. Paula, how are you today? Oh, I had your volume down. You know what? That's called bad producing. You're a better <laughs> producer than I. Let me say that again. How are you today? Hey, I'm, e- I'm even better now. Oh, good. Yes. And now I can, now the rest of our audience can hear you, which is great. So we have a, we have a great show um, for you today, a great guest. She is Dr. Bridget Williams. She is the owner of Green Harvest Health, a medical cannabis clinic located in Ohio. Is that, are you close to Cleveland, Dr. Bridget? Can we say you're from Cleveland, or is, do you not want me to say that? <laughs> well, I'm from Detroit, so I don't know if I ever say I'm from Cleveland, but uh, I'm actually in my Cleveland office right now, and okay. we have a Columbus office as well, so fair enough. You're from the 313 originally. <laughs> no, you should be proud of that. Um, well, I need to properly welcome you as well with a round of applause. Thank you for joining us today. So when your your people, your handlers, reached out to me, they said, we want you to meet Dr. Bridget Williams. I should have known that I already met you because we produce a podcast here, Pod 617, The Mom Show with Joyce Gerber, and you were a guest on that. Great. And I know you're one of the leading voices in medical cannabis. Tell me how, I, I know you were a general general doctor before this. Tell me how this all happened. Absolutely. So um, I'm a board-certified family physician. I spent almost 20 years at the Cleveland Clinic I'm seeing patients, you know, what, womb to tomb, as they say, right? Womb to, tomb, on- womb to tomb is a more friendly term than cradle to grave, I guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I ended up probably being frustrated a little early in my career. I'm a, you know, a psych major, you know, from undergrad, and I really believed in patients and individualized care. And I was really working a little bit in a factory, right? Mm. Every 15 minutes, you see a patient, diagnosis pill, you don't like the pill, here's another pill. Very frustrated. <laughs> right. And um, eventually, I started trying to help patients get off of medications. One of those patients asked me about cannabis, I thought she was a little crazy was proven sorely, like incredibly wrong, mm. uh, all the medicinal benefits. And, you know, long story short, I saw her life change. And from there, I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Tell me at what, when was this? Because I know that everything I've learned is from Joyce, the Cannamom, the aforementioned authority on the subject. But we talk a lot about how the stigma around cannabis has just been turned on its head for the most part. It's still out there a little bit. And there are some states that just aren't very cannabis friendly. But tell us about that time when you realized that it wasn't that your patient there wasn't crazy, that actually this, this could become 
part of treatment just like any other medication. Absolutely. So I obviously had a lot of respect for this patient. She had just finished her treatments for breast cancer, was a newly diagnosed diabetic. I had known her for a little while. And when I started reading about cannabis based on, you know, her prompting, you know, it really threw me because mm. how did I know nothing about this? Right. right. And so this was about 13, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer now. And that was like, I, I believed in the stigmas. I had all the stereotypes. I, I grew up with a, a good friend of my, my best friend's cousin who was high all the time. Mm. And I was terrified of it. It turns out later, what I was scared of was that she had bipolar disorder and she was a teenager self-medicating. But as a little girl, I was like terrified of it. Mm. So when you know, I'm sitting there and learning about all of this with this patient, and I had so much respect for her, I knew I needed to give this an opportunity. And so the thing was, I was willing to be open. And I believed patients knew their bodies better than I did. So I was willing to hear her out and kind of explore this. And I, I saw no harm in it mm. outside of legalities at the time. So, yeah, so it changed everything for me. So at Green, ha Green Harvest Health, I know you, you founded it with an eye towards education. Tell me what your... Our focus is empathy because patients come in. We, we tend to help patients that are naive to cannabis are very apprehensive. And so we, we help patients however they come in. So empathy, education, and empowerment. We want to not just educate you, but empower you to reclaim your wellness. That a lot of the ability to understand our bodies and has really been taken away in a sense. You know, in traditional medicine, we tell you just enough to make you come back, scare mm. you enough to realize I better get back in there, but we don't really empower you to really take care of yourselves. And so the idea is that we not only provide a medical card or what have you, but we also empower you to start taking care of yourself a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. Along with that, we do life coaching and we have an herbalist on board. And so we're really looking, oh, people are leaving traditional medicine in droves. 40% of patients at this point are looking for some sort of alternative health care. So I like to try to combine the two, you know, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical, mm. but um, I do respect that the pharmaceutical industry doesn't really know the patient well mm. and what they're. There's some pretty scary reports and documentaries coming out about what the pharmaceutical industry has been up to for the past decade plus. Right. And to suggest that it's driven by profits is, is, like Captain Obvious now in, in saying that, right? Is it, tell me about your life now versus your life before. Did you, did you feel, did, when you look back, is it like, you know, I was, I was kind of preaching the wrong things back then. Tell me about that. I'm happier. That, <laughs> you know, I, I feel, I guess I really did look at what I was doing, as I said before, that I was working a factory job and that is no insult to the health system. It's more of an insult maybe to all health systems, because I think that's the way traditional medicine runs now on these quick 20 minute, 15 minute visits. And I felt like I couldn't do a good job. I just couldn't get it done. And now to be able to provide 
more care that is more personalized and focus on the patient's needs, I feel like I'm able to do that. And and keep in mind, within that 15-year period, concierge medicine has taken off, and but that's really for people that can afford it. Mm-hmm. And concierge medicine is much more individualized and personalized as well. Integrative health clinics have taken off as well. But we need to have more information out there so that patients can make choices so that they understand even what their options are. I I think a lot of patients have no idea what their options are. Tell me the typical person who should come to see you at the clinic. I didn't say that well. What types of things do people, I mean, it's now... Although it's it's great that the everyone's horizons have expanded a little bit here, non traditional medicine, and but but it can be confusing, I think, for someone who is suffering chronic pain or depression or eh, they just feel anxious here and there and want to know: should they go to their therapist? Should they go to their doctor? Or should they come to the clinic? Tell me what they should do. So the majority of patients that we see are pretty frustrated with their current health systems that they feel that they're on too many medications. Many times medications have failed them. And so they are, sometimes they have liver, kidney, or stomach issues related to the medications that they are on or previously have taken. And these are people that are looking for an alternative or are interested in decreasing some of the medications that they're currently on. And so we work with patients to find the right choice for them regardless of what their condition, you know, might be within the realms of the system, of course, and then helping them, if possible, decrease some of their opioids, decreasing some of their antidepressants or sleep medication, finding a better alternative sometimes for their seizure condition. And so I'm able to take a look at what they're doing, medications that they're on, and then advise them if we're able to provide or or suggest a cannabis option that might be better than what they're currently taking. Paula, do you have a question for Dr. Bridget? Yes, I do actually have a question. Does insurance actually cover this? What can patients expect when they come looking for this kind of a treatment? So overall, the blanket statement is no, because it's not federally legal and accepted by insurance companies. It is the majority of the time not covered by insurance. However, there are a number of new companies that are coming, popping up that are providing some sort of coverage. And so, right, if you're in certain parts of the country or in certain states, you might have some options, but the traditional insurance companies are not currently covering it. So let's talk about vaping, because I know one of the things that you do is offer alternatives to vaping for teenagers or, and tell me, tell me a little bit about that, because I have a lot of questions about vaping. I I actually think there's a lot of misinformation around it, but uh, you're the expert. I'll let you talk first. Go ahead. (laughs) Absolutely. So vaping was something that was originally created so that people could actually smoke less. Mm -hmm. And so in essence, it was probably a good idea when it started. The problem is, is that with these nicotine juice or e-juice that people are getting their hands on, that is marketed and actually addiction more smoking or or an inhalation of nicotine, which is can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, though I think there's ways to utilize inhalation as a medical option, we're used to albuterol, we're used to nebulizer treatments, we're used to cannabis being inhaled. When you're talking about nicotine and then going from combustion over to 
e-vaping or e-cigarettes, it can be really dangerous, particularly for teens. But it is regulated. And well, let me ask you this. Is it, is it better for a t- we prefer they'd be, as you say, inhaling fresh air. But are they are they better off vaping or smoking cigarettes? Because cigarettes have all kinds of things in it that vape juice doesn't have, like carcinogens and things like that, right? So but. if you're looking at an e-cigarette, we're talking about 2,000 chemicals per cartridge. If you're looking at tobacco, you know, cigarettes, you're talking about 7,000 chemicals, right? Hmm. So I that when you're combusting, you're releasing carcinogens that are more likely to lead to cancer. So in essence, you're better off vaping. However, if you consider the fact that particularly with teenagers, because their brain isn't fully developed, they're more likely to develop addiction. And sometimes that might lead to other addictions as well. So we want to be careful with our teenagers as well as with adults um, inhaling this. And one cartridge is the equivalent to one pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So if you're aware of that, that might, you know, you might be able to manage that. Mm -hmm. However, for many, they're going through and they're teenagers that are going through a cartridge in a day. Sometimes, sometimes they'll go through a cartridge in 10 days. You've created an incredible escalation in, in use that would have been actually slower if they're talking about a pack of cigarettes a day, right? Mm-hmm. That takes a little bit more time to get to that. Also a trendy option. We're talking about kids and adults that might never even considered picking this up, but when you have fun flavors and though that's <laughs> been controlled a little bit more, you know, in the last two years, but when you have fun flavors and a little device that looks like a, I don't know, fire stick or what have you, yeah. you know, draws people in that would have never even done it before. I agree with you. So I, I have occasionally vaped in the past. And so I, I need to come clean and, and tell you that. And the reason I do it is because I have ADD or something and some, it's just like a compulsion kind of thing. Ironically, I never smoked, but I was told that vaping was better. It's not good for you. I know that it's just, it's, it's interesting to me that, and and I, I'm suspicious that a lot of the anti-vaping news over the past five to 10 years could possibly be driven by the tobacco industry. Cause I think the tobacco industry feared that they were going to lose a lot of customers. Right. And it worked a degree here, here in Massachusetts. You can't, you can't buy vape juice. It's, it's banned. And yet you can walk into a dispensary and, and buy a, uh, a cartridge for, I don't know what you call it, but you can to, essentially to vape cannabis. That's legal. It's just, it's just a little ironic. But then again, I mean, I, I salute you for trying to get teens off of this because I think you're right. I, th- I think it is. There is something distasteful about it being marketed towards teens. And the flavors are crazy. For those that don't know, you can get you can puff on a vape stick that is tastes like Fruity Pebbles or, you know, tiramisu or <laughs> pretty much anything you can imagine. It always makes me laugh. So the other aspect of it is that with teens, particularly in vaping, it can increase anxiety and depression. It can decrease their ability to focus in the long run and being able to have good operating skills. And so we, in in the long run, it can lead to even more lung issues, mm. right? So not necessarily, we don't see a huge rise necessarily in cancer, but there are other issues that can arise from this. And in 
in creating something that was really meant to help and that it's done worse because of how it's marketed and how it's created. We don't need Fruity Pebbles vape juice. It's delicious it's though. That we can be more protective of our youth. Right. No, I agree with you. But for someone that, let me ask you this though, for someone that smokes cigarettes, is is it a good step towards healthier if, if they can replace it with vape or are they better off just, you know, trying nicotine patch or just quitting, which is, I'm told is very hard to do. <laughs> quitting is definitely the hard part. I mean, that's obviously where we would like you to be. If you consider all of the medical conditions that can come out of smoking, you know, cigarettes, right? It, it's, it's not a bad idea to go from smoking and then to vaping. And then, you know, there's a lot of vapes or vape stores that actually have e-juice with no nicotine. Z- zero nicotine. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I used to do. Either that or a very small amount, but, but right. So that's, that would seemingly be, because I, I think for a lot of smokers, I've never smoked cigarettes, but it's, it, it is, the, it, it, it's just the, the compulsion habit that's really hard to break. Anyway. Just pick up a fidget spinner. (laughs) Right. We're going to take a quick break here as we hear from our sponsor. Another podcast that you'll be interested in, particularly if you're a fan of 80s music, it's Past Tens, a top 10 time machine. You can find them online at timemachinepod.com. Past Tens, a top 10 time machine. Past Tens, a top 10 time machine. The podcast where we go back in time. We'll go back that week in history. And we look at the top 10 songs from the Billboard charts. We analyze. This is 80s with gobs of oozy cheese. And sometimes we criticize. What the f*** were we thinking? With your hosts, Milton Dave. Find us at timemachinepod.com or search for Past Tens anywhere you find your podcasts. It's actually great. Greenharvest.health. Is that the website? Is that where people can find more about what you do? Absolutely. So greenharvest.health is where you'll find more information about our medical cannabis, about our CBD products, about our life coaching, and, you know, all of the above. So see, tell, tell me a little bit about, I know, I know about this a bit, but who's a good candidate to try CBD as an alternative to traditional medicine? Absolutely. So CBD is really, I consider the foundation of cannabinoid medicine. We have this endocannabinoid system that we weren't even aware of until the 1990s. And it's actually kind of an umbrella system that oversees every other organ system in our body. And so CBD is kind of like the skeleton key. It helps repair the receptors. It helps make our natural endocannabinoids that help balance our body, either increase or decrease them according to what our body needs. And so I think CBD is a great start if you want to address certain conditions as well as kind of just make your body healthier. Mm-hmm. Does it matter whether you, it, it's available in different forms, right? Like what, what do you recommend for the typical person? I mean, I think it depends on the person. You can get this in anything from, you know, an edible to capsules to tinctures, you know, everything in between. People inhale CBD products as well. So it's available in a lot of different forms. We actually will sometimes use CBD to help people get off of cigarettes and um, Mm e-cigarettes because actually decreases your anxiety and depression and some of the withdrawal symptoms that you might have. And it's a nice bridge and it doesn't cause any of the medical issues that you have with these other substances. And go to Dr. Bridget's clinic or some other clinic where you can get some advice about CBD. I learned this from the Canon mom. Do not buy your CBD from a gas station because 
<laughs> you, you, you're probably not getting the best product, right? It's just, it's, it's amazing that it's even available at gas stations, but it is, it is. So we are going to play a round of good stuff before we go. We're up against the clock a little bit here, but once again, I'll say green harvest dot health is where you go to find out more about Dr. Bridget. By the way, what's the dot is the dot health. Has that been around for a while? Can you just be dot anything? I was kind of stuck on the green harvest health and um, I thought it would be kind of fun instead of it being greenharvesthealth.com. I mean, it's just more typing. (laughs) No, it's a great, it's a great URL and it's easy to remember. Yeah, We've been using it for a while and I don't know, it makes it a little bit more fun. (laughs) Very cool. Greenharvest.health. And Dr. Bridge is also available for speaking. You, You speak about cannabis as for its medicinal purposes. So please check out the website and please get to know her a little bit better. Before we play good stuff, I just want to take one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. We will ship you out a quality USB microphone. You can just plug it in and do your show from the comfort of your own home or office. Or you can visit 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 us. I can talk. I'm a podcaster. Visit us at our Westwood, Massachusetts studios. You love those studios, right, Paula? You got to take yourself off mute. Tell everybody how beautiful the studio is. I love the studio. Yes. It's the coolest place. Everyone stop by. It's amazing. It is. It's pretty cool. And you will delight in the fact that we produce a uh, quality radio quality show for you. You can invite clients, prospects, people in your network, or just your friends to be guests on your show. They'll be amazed at the quality of the show. Pod617.com is where you go to get started. The Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right, let's play a quick round of good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Well, I'm going to recommend a, a, a TV show, spoiler alert, that has nothing to do with cannabis, but... Dr. Bridget is better prepared, and she's going to recommend something sort of on point to the topic of this episode. So tell us, what can you recommend uh, to our listeners, Dr. Bridget? So we, so I formulate and create products in CBD and as well as in the cannabis space, and I'm very excited. I don't know how I'm doing here. You're Well, this is a, a primarily an audio podcast, so our, our listeners... Like, they, they can I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> But um, we created these capsules because we have a lot of patients that still want capsules and it's called Vitality. And it's really based on some research that's come out in the last year or so around SARS and COVID Mm. and cannabinoids, which are the active part of cannabis and hemp have been found to decrease the ability of the SARS virus getting into the lung cells. And it helps boost your immune system. So we created this capsule with some good friends of mine down in Nashville. And they are CBG, CBGA, CBD, CBGA, along with zinc and B vitamins. Mm -hmm. It boosts your immune system and it can protect your lungs and hopefully decrease the likelihood of you contracting some not so favorable viruses. But talk about timeliness i mean that's continues to be on every, everybody's mind if you're if you're not coming down with covid you could be coming down with something else so that's excellent um so i will recommend something i just started watching on i'm watching it on amazon prime but i think you might find it on the discovery network it's just an interesting show and i'm going to play a little bit of the the trailer here if i can pull it up on my screen come on dave you know how to podcast. All right. This show is called House of Hammer, 
And it's just very interesting. If you know the, the actor Army Hammer, he got himself in some hot water with some kind of lurid texts he sent to some women and possibly harassed them. I didn't know the whole story, but let's listen to a little bit of the trailer for House of Hammer. I am here to talk about what happened in my relationship with Army Hammer. Are you okay to bring up your phone? Yeah. I haven't really digested this one. I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use and seeing if they will strangers for me. My bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and then being able to do whatever I wanted to every single hole in your body until I was done with you. Ugh, they really went heavy on the abuse there early in this documentary trailer. I should have had a disclaimer before I played that. So Army Hammer, if you, he, he's probably best known for the movie Call Me By My Name or the uh, the Facebook movie. He played the Winklevoss twins. He played both of them or whatever. But he's he had this kind of you know dark side, apparently. But it goes so much deeper than that. It's a very interesting story because his... Great grandfather, I think, was Armand Hammer, who was an oil tycoon, and the, it it turns out these like internet sleuths started going back and figuring out that the family has long been troubled by all kinds of things like domestic abuse and manipulation and things like that. And uh, have you ever heard of the, Paul? Have you ever heard of Army Hammer? No, okay. he's uh. Super good-looking guy, but there's always he kind of has an evil twinkle in his eye, and so just a very interesting story. As you heard, some of it's kind of disturbing, and the women that have talked about their dealings with Hammer have it, it's it's some scary stuff. But it's called House of Hammer, and I'm about halfway through it, and it's it's pretty riveting. Doctor Bridget, do you like any of those uh, true crime shows, documentaries? You're into any of that kind of stuff? No. I don't get that much time in front of my TV, but I I do like a little educational video that teaches me how to rob a bank. I don't know. I I think those are so much fun. I don't don't know if that's true crime or not. Yeah, well, some of it is, or some or the the one that I've recommended in a prior episode, I think, was called "The Last Great Heist." I believe it's called. It's a documentary. I think you'll find it on Netflix, and it has to do with a bank robbery in Argentina. And I don't even want to tell you how they did it, but the bank robbers figured out a way, a very clever way of robbing this bank. Of course, they always get caught in the end. That's the problem. Unless it's like, you know, Ocean's Eleven or something. Anyway, so I'll I'll I'll, rec- I'll uh, find some more bank heists for you because my son loves those things. Isn't isn't it always cool how they, they, they always have to have some secret device or some way of getting in or fooling or there were... Uh, there was that Bill Murray movie where he dressed up as a clown and and then came out dressed as one of the supposed hostages. So I'm with you there. I hope you had fun, Dr. Bridget. Absolutely. I appreciate both of you. Well, we appreciate you very much. I learned a few things. And it's greenharvest.health is where you go to learn more from Dr. Bridget. And make sure you follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows. And uh, on behalf of Paula Constance and Dr. Bridget, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. 